We interrupt this episode of AMC's The Walking Dead for... Um, facts. Actual facts. Smith County, Tennessee native Jacob Lankford is a wildlife graduate from Tennessee Technology. When he isn't telling all the facts he knows of Tennessee animals, parks, and streams, he's actively honing his apocalypse plans and skills with video game playing and reading survivalist novels. Today, he's surviving grueling interrogation from frontline zombie commentator, analyst, and reader advisor, Rebecca Melvin. Let's see what they're up to and pick their brains. Good morning, patrons, and welcome to another episode of A Universe of Stories. Today, we welcome Jacob Lankford, our resident survival expert. Let's give him a warm welcome. You currently hold a bachelor's in Tennessee Tech University. What did you get your degree in? I got my degree in uh, biology and wildlife and fishery scientist in particular. Very cool. And were there any specific classes that you enjoyed more than others? Probably my favorite classes was ecology, which is the study of animals and their habitats and how they coincide and how one affects the other. And the other was a summer course we had to do to graduate called Techniques, where it's all hands-on. Learn things like orienteering, which is using a map and compass or GPS to find our way around. And radio telemetry, where we use satellites and an antenna to pinpoint radios that were hidden out throughout the city. We had to hunt them all down. Very cool. And do you still use any of these skills now that you're out of college? Absolutely none other than to impress people about random wildlife facts. Very cool. I'm impressed right now, so it's working. Good job. So I know that you're also a very big video game player. What game are you currently playing? Right now I'm doing the Division 2 and probably like the rest of the world, Fortnite. Fortnite. Which one do you like more than the other? Division 2. Division 2. Why? It's what all my friends play. What is this game like? What do you do in this game? It kind of actually coincides with the topic today. It's about the almost apocalyptic fall based after a plague has been released and you're trying to get everything back in order and sort the world out. Very cool. Do you play by yourself or do you play online with a bunch of other people? I play it online with all my friends, my brother, and people I don't get to hang around with anymore. Very nice. So this game is about zombies, right? Not about zombies. It's just kind of eco-terrorist. Eco-terrorist. Okay. All right. So most of the zombie breakouts that we see in fiction really go out of their way to make it feel real. Mostly I think about the case described in World War Z. Virus starts out in China. In terms of something like a zombie apocalypse, could it actually happen? In the case of World War Z, I imagine it'd actually be closer to real to be happening, being that it's viral and it's affecting living people at the time. Whereas the idea of reanimation of undead is a little more far-fetched and harder to imagine happening. What chance of survival does the average citizen have? Well, nowadays, I believe the average citizen actually have a pretty good chance of survival because zombie culture has just became so huge that everyone and their brother has a zombie attack plan. Okay. No matter how far out there the idea of it ever happening is, we have knowledge of what we would do. Do you think that we have the technology or kind of the weaponry to handle these situations? I believe most people would, but it also depend on what zombies we're talking about. If it's like World War Z and they're fast, probably a little, probably not. But if it's like your typical slow ambling around, then most definitely. That makes sense, actually, because it'd be an easier hit if they're a slower target, right? So obviously, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, you'll need tools and appropriate protective clothing. What do you think are definite must-haves in this situation? 
definitely must have to be a weapon of some sort in fast zombie like world war z you want something ranged because they're quick they're still they're mobile and functional so you don't want them getting close slow zombies baseball bat with some nails anything really just so they don't get real close but you can walk around them protective clothing uh again the movie version of world war z brad pitt he just covered his arms in duct tape and magazine because if you ever try to chew through a magazine it's pretty hard so you ain't <laughs> got to get that elaborate that's true so you think pretty much if you were smart about it you might have a better chance just initially of surviving these kind of situations by far and being inventive right okay so what, if anything, do you think could better our survival chances were an outbreak to happen? Being prepared, which like I said, most people have already thought about this because it's fun to think about. It's neat to imagine what you would do, but then just your basic set of skills, like first aid, you don't want to fall and get a cut and that, that do you in. Then think about your defenses, you know, if it's going to be a long attack, what do you do? You, know, you want to fortify your house, keep things out for a little while versus a long run where you might need mechanical skills you know you gotta start purifying water you're gonna need food so you want to learn how plants grow so you can make a little plant bed so you got food that's a good point so what are your choices for combat methods far far away far 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 away. far away a good rifle or a bow and arrow to be quiet and as little interaction as possible just to make sure that you are protected from oh, yeah. any kind of bites or anything which as we know from zombie lore is the number one way to become a zombie yourself once you're bitten, game over, right? You're done with. You're done with. There's no turning back from that point on. So are there any melee items that can be made from common items that might be readily available, say in a household? Of course. I mean, you got a broomstick. You sharpen it, jab, done. Tie a knife to the end of it, baseball bats. I mean, anything can be used as a weapon. Where there's a will, there's a way. I say necessity is a mother invention. So if you could choose, hypothetically speaking, who would you pick as your zombie apocalypse survival team? And you can choose from anyone, literary or movies or TV, what have you. Yeah, first off, I'd have to take my brother because he's just fun to be around and we get each other a lot. So it'd be neat to have him there. He's very sweet, but on the other hand, were he to be bitten, would you be able? Uh, he'd push me into a zombie way before he'd ever get bitten. Wow. <laughs> All right. I Just, appreciate your honesty. Nah. Hey, uh, the Winchesters from Supernatural. Those are two good choices. And uh, Norman Reedus, though, I take the Boondock Saint version because I like the accent a lot better. Very cool. I also would have accepted Xena, Warrior Princess, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and let's just say Captain America just because. If not zombies, what do you think the life-ending apocalypse will look like? If I had to take a wild guess, I'd say it's probably going to do more with diseases or uh, nuclear warfare. So kind of on that train of thought, do you think the reason why zombies became so popular is because people were being exposed to more news about virus outbreaks, like uh, let's just say bird flu or swine flu and things like that? I say that helped increase the uptake in the zombie culture because it would be more what could happen from it, but it's also more able to get out of it. You know, a nuclear bomb goes off, it's, you're riding it out, but if you're getting a chance to fight back at something like a physical thing like a zombie, then far easier to root for the good guy or believe yourself in that situation. Right. That's very true. So given these types of situations that we've discussed, what plans or skills do you think you would need to have or have in place in order to combat these situations, these zombie apocalypse? Or what would your personal strategy be? My strategy, I kind of took it from a... The book, I Am Legend, actually it's a short story, I Am Legend, it's way better than the film. 
I suggest if you want to read something, that's definitely one to read. Very short, but very good. And in it, he being the last man, had lived and he's still in the same house he'd always lived in. He cleared out all the houses on the block around him to give him plain sight for blocks away. He boarded the windows, had shutters over the windows to protect it, only went out times he knew was safe, then had traps rigged all the way up in case he was invaded. So I said that'd be a good thing to start with, but that's after it's already set in. But beginning with, you want canned food, you want a good stockpile to begin your life with afterwards. If it's just beginning, make sure you can barricade doors, just trade skills and uh, weapons set aside. How would you go about protecting and ensuring the health and safety of your loved ones or family members? Well, most of them are local, so I know where they're all at. Then we'd have to have a meetup plan to go to a designated area that we all knew. And back in the day, me and Seth, we always talked about as soon as something happened, Walmart. So that has everything you need. That's a good plan. That is a really good spot to hit first. Okay, Mr. Langford, let's talk about zombies. Zombies, as in the culture, some neat facts to know are that the first book to actually introduce the idea of zombie to the Western culture was a book written by W.B. Seabrook in 1929 called The Magic Island. And uh, through all the cultures it has been, how exciting or interesting an idea it is, Romero, of course, did Night of the Living Dead in 1968, but predating that by nine years in the original Smurf stories. It was printed in a, originally in 1959 in a French magazine before it's collected in the works, and it's called The Black Smurfs. And the story revolves around a fly that happens to bite one of the Smurfs, which turns out to be grouchy in later stories, which causes his skin to turn from blue to black, and he becomes angry, can't speak anymore other than one word, which is like nap, G-N-A-P, he just says it. But then he goes along and starts biting the other Smurfs, thus turning them until it's slowly overtaken the Smurf village. So, I mean... You can see zombies have just been a phenomenon, actually, for years, from everything from horror movies to children's books. Wow. What types of zombies are there? Different classifications. Well, the original idea of zombie came from a, the Haitian culture, and the French-Haitian word for zombie was, I'm assuming I'm pronouncing it right, zombie, just Z-O-M-B-I. And it's derived from the idea of reanimating a corpse by the use of rituals and magic, so a much more fantasy or mystical idea of zombies. And then from there, they spread out to a, uh, the idea in a book. I can't remember the guy that wrote it, but it's The Serpent and the Rainbow, which was also turned into a movie either in the late 70s or early 80s. The idea that in voodoo culture that anyone could technically be a zombie. They used a special powder mixture to put people in a trance in order to control them to make them a zombie. And then like the uh, Smurf story I just said in the Romero condition, you got the undead rising, being slow, no really recollection of their former self driven by basic needs of eating and older times, you know, that's horrifying. But nowadays, you walk around them. So that evolved to the fast zombies. A lot more horrifying, a lot more scary, a lot more capable. And then you got a World War Z style, you got viral zombies, which can be undead or can be just humans that have been transmitted with some random disease. Uh, some stories you read, it's like a hyper version of rabies where they lose most control and just go crazy and homicidal. 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later is a great example. Anything else? The Ophiocordyceps. It's an actual thing in a video game recently based its idea of the zombie notion off of it. But it's a fungus and a, it's only in ants per se. But the video game took it, what if it passed the humans and, or anything like it that could pass the humans? 
But it's a fungus that affects ants, and as soon as it gets in their system by a spore, it just overrides their central nervous system, and it drives them to climb to a highest position it can get to in trees or rocks or anything else and bite on to hold it while the fungus sets in until it matures and the spores sprout. That way it's got the highest distribution point to spread the spores to hit other ants and then drives them to do the same until it just covers a wide area. Hmm. And it only affects certain ants, mainly carpenter ants in a certain region. They've tried to see how to interact with other ants and it would set in, but it wouldn't do anything to the central nervous system. They'd just be infected with it and then they just live and die. But the two carpenter ants they infected with it, it would completely override them. And same thing with the idea of that being a disease-based or a fungal-based. Like now in areas around us, there hasn't been a case in Tennessee yet, uh, chronic wasting disease. It's in a deer population. It's referred to as zombie deer. And it's a condition that occurs. The brain starts shrinking and becoming more spongy and quits working. So you got deer that just stand or just wander around till finally they die. And it hasn't spread to humans. There's been no case of it whatsoever, but they're still studying to see if they're is a case so right so that's being type of transmission vectors as opposed to the traditional just rising from the dead or the mystical view of it so zombies have kind of moved from being a more i don't want to say far-fetched idea of you know magic or any kind of thing like that where they just kind of reanimate and come back up from the dead you know slowly shuffling so we've kind of moved from that era to a more um black bacterial infection right like a virus or an infection which i guess in today's day and age is a little bit more believable or it's more adaptive to kind of like the technology in which we live i, I find it to probably be more believable on the idea that it could happen other than just right. you're back alive i know we've been talking about very hypothetical situations involving you know kind of magic surrealism and zombies but what other bits of information do you think would be helpful to our patrons that are listening in well, in fact, the U.S. government actually has plans in place for a zombie apocalypse, either on the CDC or the FEMA website. It's such a popular idea that they use it as a barometer for other sorts of natural disasters or catastrophes that could happen. Knowing that the government has those kind of programs in place, is this something that we should take a little bit more seriously? I say that you never completely doubt something, and it's good to always be planned for anything. And I mean, you could use your zombie escape plan for, like you said, other disasters. True. Like if something happens, we're going to meet up here and a flash flood comes, you know, and you don't know, you haven't talked to anyone, then meet up where you would during your zombie apocalypse. All right. So preparing for this could actually help you prepare for many other different things that might occur, big or small. And above all else, thinking of a plan or thinking of such thing, common sense. Always go with common sense. That's a very good point. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blindside you now. Okay. <laughs> so because we are a library and we love books here, do you have a favorite book or maybe a favorite author that you enjoy more than anything else? And if it is a book, what kind of significance has it played in your life? If we're going to look at it as in the, my favorite zombie books, same topic, I'd have to say Cell by Stephen King. Cell by Stephen King. And uh, I've always enjoyed Stephen King. My mother read Stephen King to me when I was little, which is probably why I am the way I am today. So what is the cell about exactly? Cell is a, uh, it's more of a techno look at zombies. It starts off with a pulse being sent through the airwaves over cellular phones, causing people to slowly go insane and then become zombie-like, but more of a hive mind being controlled by one individual over all the other zombies. And it follows uh, one man trying to get home to his son with a couple of people we found along the way. 
Very cool. So would that be your favorite genre, you think? Horror or mysteries? Or horror. Suspense? Horror, horror mysteries. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for coming in today to speak with me. And I feel much more prepared for any kind of disaster that might happen, knowing what I know about the handiness of sharpened broomsticks and other man-made objects. So thank you so much for talking with us. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to A Universe of Stories. And while this content may seem far-fetched for the everyday listener, it should be taken seriously as a template for other natural disasters that could take place. For more information, please visit www.cdc.gov CPR zombie. No, 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 seriously, it exists. Go check it out. Because there's only one place zombies eat dinner, and that's the living room. I'm just like imagining a broomstick with like a nice stick. Crude, rudimentary weapons, but effective nonetheless. It's a zombie apocalypse. I know. It's not going to be Stan Winston's studio. I'm imagining like broomsticks and like trash can lid armor right now, and I kind of love it.